Alright everybody, what's going on? This is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place we can say what you want as long as you got the facts. We have a, a few things to get through today, uh, but we're going to start off with the word on the street. And this article that I found yesterday uh, was very interesting. It kind of went into alcoholism and the rates, um, which it's on, well, it's basically on the rise in this country. A recent investigation done by the CDC, the Center of Disease Control, and also another written journal called alcoholism uh, showed that the number of alcohol related deaths have risen from 36,000 to 76,000 and there's a this is at a rate of 16.9 uh, per 100,000 people per year and this is a 50% rise uh, and set in 2017 there were uh, 70 uh, 70 total 70,000 total uh, deaths related to alcohol and now the average has actually gone up to about between there and 2020, uh, well, 2019 to be exact, which is the last time where they had the figures, about 88,000, the average has risen up to 88,000 people dying from alcoholism. Uh, in 2017, uh, alcoholism accounted for 2.6 of deaths among people 16 or older, 16 or older, just compared to 1.3 in 1999. Uh, the cause of death, uh, now al alcohol could also be the cause of death or one of the underlying causes of the death as well. This is what they, uh, this is basically um, what they mean here. Either, you know, it was an alcohol overdose or again, after years of abuse or years of misuse, again, it caused another situation within, you know, someone's you know, physical being. Uh, now, men, people. Now, men, people ages 45 to 74, and American Indians are more likely to die from alcohol abuse. We re re uh, we read that again. Men, that doesn't matter which race. Men in general, people 45 to 74, and also American Indians, regardless of sexual or sexual, uh, you know, regardless of sex, uh, are more likely to die from alcohol abuse. Now, this is the coldest part here. The largest increase, however, is around is amongst white women. White women are have been some of the highest cases of alcohol related deaths uh, recently. Almost one half of all alcohol related deaths were the result of liver disease overdoses, like I said before, or death, include, uh, sorry, uh, yes, over overdosing, and also death, including uh, mixing up alcohol with prescription medications or other drugs. Also, you got car, ca uh, car crashes and other accidents that were unattended or, you know, uh, well, by accident. Uh, you also have suicides and homicides and also heart disease. Now, one million alcohol-related deaths have occurred since 1999 and the same uh and at the same time, drug overdose deaths have only topped out at 70, 700,000. Now, let's talk a little bit about behind the numbers. Let's talk about, you know, what it all means. Uh, now, it's it's crazy to say that there's one there, there have been one million alcohol deaths since 1999 compared to drugs, to drug overdoses. And it kind of makes sense because guess what? Alcohol, since prohibition uh, is, has was reversed, has not been illegal. Uh, but... You know, alcohol, regardless of its legal status, is dangerous. Just like with cigarettes. Now, there's even more people dying from cigarettes yearly. There's almost about, I want to say, I believe it was 400,000 people. I believe it was uh, dying from cigarette uh, use and cigarette complica complications caused from cigarettes. So, again, there's a couple vices that we have here in America and just in general around the world, drinking and um, 
uh, well, for one, drinking, because I even came up with an article just a few seconds ago before I started recording that uh, actually went into how drinking has become a problem in Chinese men as well. So this is a problem uh, that everybody's facing because I think, of course, alcohol is the most uh, attainable of the vices, being that, you know, alcohol and cigarettes are the most attainable of the vices, being that they're not illegal. Um, and it looks to me as though, uh, especially amongst men and even uh, women now, there's much, uh, there's more increased drinking amongst women, which is uh, crazy. But again, think about it. Times have changed. People are more active. People are more social. Uh, people are allowed, again, and, and alcohol for what it's, what it's worth is the most affordable. And it looks as though, I mean, and I don't know, I mean, there wasn't any, um, you know, factors too many factors about the mental aspects of people of course it talked about uh, the article that i that i read talks about you know the physical effects but it didn't necessarily uh say you know what would, what would lead into uh, alcoholism uh, but somebody who but from somebody honestly who suffered through alcoholism at some point in his life uh from somebody who's uh witnessed others who's had parents have to go through it um this is a very serious issue now for myself and i'm going to speak uh for myself at this point in time i remember in my early 20s uh even my late teenage years i would go out with my friends and i called myself a social drinker uh, but i would binge drink over the weekends that's binge drinking i would i would spend hours drinking and consuming cigarettes uh liters of you know bottles upon bottles of beer and or alcohol and mind you, I would do this almost, no, I would do this every weekend and I would drink until I would almost throw up on myself. And there was nothing there, you know, it's funny because, you know, there was no real consciousness at the time, you know, for myself and when I'm under the, when I was under the influence and I would just keep going. And, and you know, and again, uh, this is why I know cigarettes are just as big as a vice as well, because when I was really heavily drinking, I was heavily, I was when I was a smoker. You know, and I used I would I would drink shots and drink beers and, and just and just get it and go through at least a couple pack of cigarettes, me and a buddy of mine. And we both changed our habits since then. But again, this is what we would do. And at the time I didn't I didn't think about it, but at the time, you know, I wasn't focusing on a lot of different things. Um, of course this was before I even thought about a uh, a podcast. I wasn't taking school seriously. I didn't care about working outside of the fact that I was getting a paycheck and uh, using that paycheck to, to fuel the lifestyle that I, of fun that I wanted to have. You know, I wasn't thinking about saving for a car or, or you know, putting that towards getting back into school whenever I, you know, would leave school. And um, it would just be every weekend. Let, let's go hang out. Let's go do this. And, uh, you know, I don't blame anybody else because, again, I chose to do those things. I chose to drink. And uh, for me, and, you know, I know a lot of people doesn't don't talk about this part but there is some there is things that lead you to being you know to wanting to be under influence of course there's you know mental aspects there's there were some depressions there again when you're not talking and you're not exhibiting you know what's going on or you're not you know exhibiting your feelings or sharing that with people you you hide them and when you try to hide them you don't talk about them they still manifest and they bother you to the point where well what do you what, where is your escape and alcohol did become an escape for me and I and I and I would and I would sit there sometimes and, and this is after well after I stopped you know drinking after I got away from because now I, I, I occasionally will drink I'm like genuine now you know and when I want to drink a 40 
you know, it's when I'm going to drink a photo, you know, so it's not a bad problem now, but, you know, when I've had time to reflect and I got a chance to get away from it, you know, I, I, you know, I would, I would sit there and say, well, damn, you know, I judged my parents for the same thing, but here I was with the exact same process, with the exact same habits. And, you know, you have to look at yourself differently. And, and this is the cold part about alcoholism. It's not curable. It's definitely treatable, but it's not curable. And uh, I'll keep it real here. There's times that I have to really um, be careful with myself uh, because, again, it is in, it is in a family. It is in my family. Um, my little brother, I don't uh, he, you know, had the same issues at well, as well at one point in his life. And he had to, you know, step away from it and really go cold turkey and detox from it. And um, this is a serious issue. And again, like I said, it's not curable. You know, I see it every now and again. Even when I, even when I drink every now and again, my shots. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, the couple times that I've drank, drink so far, I, I drank in a couple times this month. Uh, one was uh, New Year's, and of course, I got a bottle for my birthday. I've recently turned 29, and you know, and I, I can kind of see, you know, even now, you know, it's not perfect because I, I will, I will, I will flat outright admit it to you i definitely overdid it new year's eve i didn't feel good with myself either uh but since then my birthday i've been able to manage this bottle quite well i i haven't overdone anything i haven't yacked on myself i haven't overdone it so it's it's a it's a process and i'm not ashamed to admit it because this is what we've all gone through i've seen it all my life i've been around it i've seen the negative effects of it and uh i you know again you gotta it's about moderation you know when you feel good you gotta know when to let go and sometimes you don't you know you're you're too caught up in the moment you're too caught up in you know you know the negativity you know that you might be into and it's a serious issue and it's affecting all different people from from different backgrounds again uh there is a rise amongst white women and men uh have always kind of because we're you know normally the drinkers um (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh, the family, you, you always, you know, saw the cliche of the dad. You might see the cliche of the dad going to the bar, the dad bringing home the beers. I, I've seen that <laughs> in different ways. I was the guy to bring home the beers and to bring home the bottles and to do the shot. So, you know, again, it, it's a real serious issue. And again, like, you know, the Native Americans, they, you know, they have an issue with that as well. So again, you have to understand who the fact, what the factors are in your life, uh, genetic, because again, um, a lot of it is caused, uh, at least the outside factors might be, um, well, for one, it's definitely genetics. Uh, if your parents were alcoholics, then more than likely you'll have issues with that as well. Um, again, uh, there's also, you know, environmental pressures as well. You know, you lose a job or you're going through some type of depression. Again, alcohol is easier to get to than, you know, maybe even weed uh, or, you know, you know, the other illicit drugs. But I will tell you one thing. I know people want to demonize marijuana and say negative things about it, whatever you can say about it. Um, I will say this. It's done a lot to curb my alcoholism. And it, 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 it pretty much actually, no, it, it not only occurred my alcoholism, it eliminated my need for cigarettes. I used to be a, at least a three pack a week smoker. I remember taking a vividly taking a trip to L.A. Uh, in my early 20s, chain smoke, chain smoking for about eight plus hours um, there and back. I used to be into black and milds. I used to do all that. I I would I would sit. I would literally try two or three different types of cigarettes weekly just to get a different flavor. I would go through Marlboros, American Spirits, Newports, and I would buy these things. 
I will tell you one thing. Hey, people can be negative about marijuana all they want to. I, 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 I mean, give me at least, you know, two or three bowls, you know, you know, every few hours, every five or six hours or some drill, some good drill. I don't need a cigarette. I haven't touched a cigarette in about four years. <laughs> now, mind you, the ganja, that's another thing. You know, people can put whatever, you know, connotations they want on that. But again, cigarettes kill you. I ain't, I have not heard yet of somebody dying from marijuana, dying from marijuana overdose, dying from years of using marijuana. I, I ain't seen it yet. <laughs> and I'm saying that maybe the smoke, now smoking is not always the 100% the best way to do it. Because trust me, I've had edibles too. Trust me, even my doctors have told me, yeah, you know, an edible here won't kill you. The, the smoking won't kill you. But there is some, some health effects. But if we're talking about, you know, cigarettes and marijuana, please. No, they, they, they were, my doctor was happy when I told him I kicked the cigarette. Oh, no cigarettes? Good. Stupendous. And as far as drinking goes, it's really curved that too because the high that I get personally, I'm just speaking for myself personally, I can't speak for everybody else. The high that I get from, from smoking, even just a couple of bowls, feels so much better and feel, it feels so much, you know, it, 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 it to me, it's a, it's a lot better feeling than drinking alcohol. Something about alcohol, it weighs on you. It, you might feel a little drunk. Yeah, you might feel your tipsiness, but you already feel like it's offsetting your stomach. You know, if you took it straight, it's already offset your taste buds. You already know. You know, you feel it already in your chest. It's not always the greatest experience, especially when you drink those hard alcohols that just make you, ugh, that just burn you. You know, weed is just simple as you light it on fire, you, t- you put the blunt, you roll it up. And it's a cool, chill feeling. It's relaxing. It's not like it's not drunk. It's relaxed, <laughs> you know. And and I take that over, and maybe because I deal with anxiety, and so what I realize is drinking it keeps my mind racing, and it might make me feel drunk, but it makes me feel like down and and in, in, in the dumps. Where marijuana it takes the edge off that that uh that anxiety you might think a little bit more might make you more critical thinking sometimes but at times it just sometimes if you just want to just be left alone and just want to be to yourself and chill weed is the most beautiful thing for that and you can just hit it and you can be cool i've i've drank and i've i've gotten drunk and out of nowhere start crying about some old childhood trauma old relationship drama especially when if i was going through one at the time drinking is not the bomb for me no more I, it's something it's something that i do like nowadays i'm i'm a wine and a beer person i'll get me you know uh some whiskey every now and again and i'll take shots you know every couple weeks or something you know but it's not something that it's you know again and it's it's taken you know some type of self-control in order to be like that because at times you might especially after you started drinking like say for instance like for me if i have a night in which i've been drinking it's easy for me to want to do it the night after oh let me go drinking again nah let me just roll up a couple blunts and i'll be good you know so it's a lot of self-control you know because it could easily spiral you know and especially for people who's had that experience so for me i know i can spiral so i i try to keep my bottles you know as as what's the word as uh fleeting as possible not necessarily you know i rush and drink them all down but i don't i don't get a whole lot of them you know i might get a bottle here and there you know every couple of every four or five months i'll do some drinking and that's about it you know uh you know for a party you know social really keeping it social like i originally claimed i was you know i'm keeping it social i'm doing this but if it's every weekend it's not social you got an issue 
that's what I was doing. I had issues. I, I'm, a, I'm a man enough to admit that. Uh, but um, my support goes out for all the people that do suffer through this. Because, again, I've suffered through this. I've seen family suffer through this. Um, you know, if, if there's something, if there's an underlying cause that's, you know, influencing you, uh, maybe some type of sadness, uh, emotional things. Always reach out to somebody. That is easier than grabbing up that bottle. That's even that's even easier than just walking up a blunt to handle it. Because again, sometimes that don't work, and that's not supposed to be what it's supposed to be used for. To be honest, don't don't use the drugs to escape. Don't use the alcohol to escape. It won't work. You're better off, you know, seeking some type of counseling or going to a family member who you feel as, a, as though it has a counselor type mentality. Because you don't have, to, in my opinion, a lot of people go, to, you know, first thing they do is they go to a psychologist or the psychiatric people, whatever. When you can simply talk to somebody who's very trustworthy, that's that knows you, that knows your situation and, and be just all right and not have to spend the money. So be, be don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to talk about your problems. Even if you feel like alcohol is a problem, don't be ashamed to talk about that. Don't be ashamed to say, I, I feel like I drink too much. You know, don't be don't feel ashamed to say that to somebody because you can die from this heart disease overdose. You know, you can, you can, you can, embar- I mean, uh, let alone, you know, the body, the bodily effects from it. I, I still deal with, uh, certain issues from drinking, you know, um, my gastrointestinal isn't always great, especially when I do drink again, you have to be careful. There's, 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 you know, effects to this. There's people, you know, that scarred their livers. There's people that, you know, have messed up organs in their body from this, you know, ain't no telling what type of damage I could have really have gotten if I would have continued. Um, so even, and, and again, if you're smoking as well, again, uh, it was, it was a, it was a two part for me. You know, my throat was feeling terrible. Certainly I'm getting up with sore throats and I'm not even, I know I'm not sick or at least I ain't been around nobody that's been sick. You know, I am coughing for no reason. Smokers cough, you know? So, I, you know, again, it, you know, reach out if you're, if you're going through something, um, me, myself, I'm always open to talk to somebody about whatever they're going through, but reach out family, you know, a confidant, either, either way, you know, you know, somebody you feel comfortable and you're trusting and make sure you reach out sometimes, uh, you know, alcohol is not always going to be the answer. And, and, and in all reality, not as, not as we, you know, but, you know, reaching out to others and, and trying to find, find those solutions. That's definitely helpful. It was definitely helpful for me, and I'm glad I had a support system around me that understood that I had issues and understood that I had problems and and worked with me and allowed me to uh, bump my head a little bit and still give me advice at the same time. All right, y'all, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, we'll be going over some college, actually, some college, yeah, some college football action. We got to go over the national championship that occurred last night. Two Tigers facing off LSU and Clemson. We got to talk about that. And then finally, we'll be wrapping everything up with some college basketball. Of course, we have some new rankings for the top 25, and of course, I'll be going over some action for the last couple of days, last couple of days there as well, at least in the top 25. All right, y'all, I will be right back. y'all let's get back into it we're gonna be talking some college football for just a little bit we're gonna be going over the national championship game from last night uh, lsu was able to defeat clemson 42 to 25 to finish their season at 15-0 clemson 
falls to 14-1. and one. Uh, We're going to break down the stats real quick. For Clemson on offense, they were led by quarterback Trevor Lawrence. He would go 18-37 uh, for 234 yards, zero touchdowns, but zero picks as well. He'd also have 49 yards on the ground and a touchdown. The leading rusher for Clemson would be Travis Etienne. He would have 78 rushing yards and a touchdown. And wide receiver T. Higgins would have a 36 rushing uh, rushing. Sorry, 36-yard rushing touchdown to add to, to add to that as well. Wide receiver Justin Ross will be the leading receiver here with five catches and 76 yards. On defense, Clemson was led by linebacker Isaiah Simmons. He would have seven total tackles and a sack. Safety Kevin Turner would have 10 total tackles. And linebacker James Salski would have five total tackles and a sack. For LSU, a.k.a. the Bayou Tigers, on offense, they were led by quarterback Joe Burrow, 31-49 for 463 yards. Uh, he would also have five touchdowns uh, for 50, five touchdowns, excuse me, through the air. He'd also have a rushing touchdown on the ground and also 58 rushing yards. I think he's definitely the first pick of the draft. And this has been one of the best college football seasons I've seen from the quarterback, from a quarterback a very long time. Uh, running back Clyde Edwards Hilaire would have 110 rushing yards. Wide receiver Jamar Chase would have a monster game with nine catches, 221 yards, and two touchdowns. Wide receiver Justin Jefferson would have nine catches for 109 yards. And wide receiver Terrence Marshall Jr. would have a touchdown. And uh, tight end Thaddeus Moss Jr., aka Randy Moss's son, he would have two total receiving touchdowns, much like his father. Definitely a factor in the passing game. On defense, uh, LSU was led by linebacker Patrick Queen. He'd have eight total tackles and a half of a sack. Defensive back Christian Fulton would have six total tackles. Safety Grant Delpit would have six total tackles and a sack, excuse me. And linebacker Jacob Phillips would have eight total tackles. A couple little news bites before I let you guys go on the college football note. Uh, I may um, give you guys some more details about these stories as the week goes on. Just depends on how much time I get. Uh, but it looks as though Washington State has decided to bring in their new football coach. They decided to hire Nick Rolovich from Hawaii. Uh, I don't know a whole hell of a lot about uh, Rolovich. I do not follow the Mountain West so much, or Hawaii for that matter. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, Hawaii is coming off a pretty decent season. Uh, they were tops in offense, I believe, in a passing offense, and they did win their ball game, if I'm not mistaken, which was the Hawaii ball. Um, so he has a, he has some success about him. Uh, of course, uh, Washington State was looking to replace Mike Leach. He had been there for a few years and gave them, gave them at least a couple top 25 finishes in the last couple of years. Not this season, uh, but Mike Leach has decided, to, or he had decided to move on to, uh, I believe it was Mississippi. Yes. He moved on to Mississippi State. So he'll be in the SEC now. Uh, we also have a, a transfer story to talk about. Again, if I get some time, uh, more some, more, some more time in this week to, to elaborate some more on it, uh, I will. But for now, uh, De'Ara King, uh, quarterback of Houston uh, at Houston, we talked about him before. Uh, he wanted to sit out the rest of the year. Well, this is why he decided to enter the transfer portal. He's already getting looks at at major uh, Power Five conference schools. Of course, the Power Five is SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, uh, ACC, and of course the Pac uh, Pac Twelve. I didn't mention those yet, or Big Ten, whatever ones I didn't mention. But Big Ten. Well, the big Power Five conferences are the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC. Um, let me see the the Big 12 and the Pac 12. So when you ever I hear when you ever you hear me say you know Pac 12 or Power Five conferences, these are the teams that I'm talking about. The 
the big, you know, the Ohio States, the Michigans, the LSU's, those are the type of schools that are interested in the services of De'Ara King. Now, De'Ara King has scored about 50 touchdowns offensively uh, through the last two years at, at at Houston, excuse me, whether that was at the quarterback position or the wide receiver spot. So I believe he's played some running back there as well, but he's accounted for about 50 touchdowns and I believe at least over 2,000 yards offensively on purpose. So uh, he's definitely a viable uh, viable transfer option for whoever needs him. Uh, but let's move on. Like I said, I'm going to talk about some college basketball. We're going to start off with some uh, with these top 25 rankings. Of course, we get a new one every week. Uh, we're going to start everything off, of course, with some uh, with the new guys. Uh, I start off, uh, well, yeah, we start off from 25 and then make our way up. But uh, as the weeks go on, as new teams uh, are added to the mix, I'm going to be giving you guys a crash course about, of course, a crash course about who who these teams are. So this week we have at we have debuting on the list at number 25. Uh, we have Creighton. Creighton is 13 and four. The last game was a W, 77 to 65 at Xavier. They are currently two and two in conference play, and they are one and four versus the top 25. That one win coming against Texas Tech, 83 to 76. They average about. Uh, 77.1 points a game, which is good enough for 58th in the nation. Uh, they are basically led by their two guards, sophomore Marcus Zakaworski. He averages he averages about 17 points a game, as well as 3.8 rebounds and also 4.8 assists. You also got junior guard Tyshawn Alexander. He averages about 16 points a game with 6 6.1 rebounds and also. 1.9 assists, so almost two assists from him as well. Moving on, we're gonna go to number 24. We have Illinois making their first appearance, uh, not only this year, but their first first appearance on the top 25 since 2000. I believe it was 14. Uh, they are they currently have a 10 and 1 home record, but they are two and three on the road. And again, I emphasize the road records uh, really as well here. Um, and I think they're just as much as just as important as what you do at home. Maybe even not as maybe even maybe maybe even more important as your home record because again, a lot of your games, especially in the postseason, are going to be at neutral sites and on the pretty pretty much on the road. So you have to be able to win on the road uh, in conference tournament time and again in the big NCAA tournament because you're not going to be at home. You're going to be at a neutral site. Uh, they have three wins in a row. Uh, and that includes against uh, Rutgers, where they won 55, 54 to 51. They also have a win at Wisconsin, 71 to 70, and they have a, 70, a 63 to 37 win versus Purdue. Uh, however, they are one and two versus the top 25. They do have a 71 to 62 win versus uh, number 19 Michigan, but they have a loss, 58 to 59 at number 17 Maryland, uh, and they also have a loss, 56 to 76 at Michigan State. Like I said, this is their first time on the top 25 list since 2014, uh, and they actually. Uh, they have a six-time freshman player of the week at the center position, Kofi Cockburn. Uh, last week, Kofi would average 13 points a game and 11 and 11 point, 11 and a half rebounds, excuse me, and 1.5 blocks last week. Of course, that was against uh, that was against Rutgers in Wisconsin. On the season, he's averaging 14.8 points a game, 9.5 nine and a half rebounds, and he's basically first in the conference uh, in uh, rebounds and also in blocks, where he's he's second in blocks, excuse me, with 1.4. Uh, this was a, the six time this season he's he, this is the sixth time this season he's won freshman player of the week and is in all likelihood he's a candidate for freshman player uh of the big 10 uh of the year uh so he's currently won six freshman players of the week in the big 10 
uh, definitely a candidate for the freshman player of the year in that same conference. At number 23, we have Texas Tech. Uh, they are 10 and 5. At number 22, we have Memphis, who is 13 and 3. At number 21, we have Ohio State, who is 11 and 5. At number 20, we have Colorado, who is 13 and 5. At number uh, number 19, excuse me, we have another 11 and 5 team here in Michigan. At number 18, we have a newbie on this on the list. We here we have Seton Hall. Seton Hall is currently 12 and 4. Seton Hall has won six in a row. And including a win uh, most recently against Marquette, 69-55. to 55. Uh, However, they are 1-2 versus the top 25. Uh, that one win coming against uh, sorry Maryland at number 17, 52-48 uh, to 40, uh, 48 versus number 17, Maryland. Uh, they are actually first in the Big East with a record of 4-0, with a conference record of 4-0. And they average about 64 points a game on defense, meaning they only give up 64 points a game, about on average. And they do have a, a defensive rating of 85.9. Uh, which is good enough for 35th in the nation as well. Uh, moving on, we're going to go to number 17, where we have Maryland, uh, the aforementioned. 13-3 uh, and three is their current record. At number 16, we have Wichita State, who currently stands at 15-1. and one. At number 15, we have Michigan State, who is 13-4. At number 14, we have Villanova, who is 12-3. At number 13, we have Dayton, who is 14-2. At number 12, we have West Virginia, who is 13-2. And, uh, and at number 11, here we got Louisville, uh, 13 and 3. Uh, number 10, we have their Kentucky rival, uh, Kentucky, uh, 12 and 3. Uh, that's their state rival, Kentucky. At number 9, we have Florida State here at 14 and 2. At number 8, we have Oregon at 14 and 3. At number 7, we have uh, San Diego State. They are 14 and 3. And we also have Kansas here at 12 and 3. Uh, actually, San Diego State, excuse me, is undefeated. I'm sorry. They are 17 and 0. My bad. Let me take that back. Uh, at number five, we have uh, Butler here, who is 15-1. We have Auburn here, who is 15-0 as well, uh, undefeated. And at number three, we have uh, Duke, who is 15-1. We have Baylor, who is 13-1. Uh, and, and finally, the number one team, as has always been since the start of the season, Gonzaga, who is 18-1. Let's break the rankings down for just a little bit. On the rise, of course, uh, we have Colorado. They uh, were able to rise up five spots over the course of the week. Again, they are 13-3. The last game was a W, 91-52 at Utah. And their signature win so far this season was a 74-65 win versus uh, number eight, Oregon. Uh, moving on to number uh, 16, Wichita State. Uh, they were able to rise up seven spots over the course of the week. They currently have a defensive rating of 86.6, which is 15th in the nation. They also have nine wins in a row, nine wins in a row, and they have a big win uh, last weekend versus Memphis, 76 to 67. Moving on, we have West Virginia. They rose up about five spots as well uh, over the course of the week. Uh, they have two wins in a row. Uh, one of them is a 66 to uh, 66 to 54 win at number 23 Texas Tech, and they're currently uh, seven and zero at home with a two and one conference record. Uh, at number ten, we got uh, well at the number ten spot. Of course, we have Kentucky. We mentioned them before. They're able to rise up four spots over the course of the week. The last game was a W 76 to 67 versus Alabama. Uh, they swept the weekly conference award. Uh, their guard Emmanuel Quickly was a conference player of the week, who averaged 17 points. 
25 rebounds and 2.3 assists as well as 1.5 steals last week, one and a half steals last week. And guard uh, Tyrese Maxey was a freshman player of the week. Uh, he had This was his third as well. He averaged 15 points, five and a half rebounds and four and a half assists last week. Uh, some big drops in terms of the rankings uh, include number 15, Michigan State. They dropped seven spots. They're currently 13 and four. We just mentioned that. Uh, their last game was a, a loss, 42 to 71 at Purdue, and Purdue was unranked, so that's not good at all. Uh, Cassius Winston, the, the starting guard, only had 10 points and five assists in that game, and as a team, they would only shoot 35.3%, and they were two out of 16 on their three-point attempts, and they had 18 turnovers in that loss. Not a good sight for them. At number 17, of course, we had Maryland. They would drop five spots. They are 13-3. They are 0-3 on the road. Not good in my opinion. Uh, the last game was a loss, 49-67 at Iowa, who was also unranked. Uh, in that game, they only shot 32.7% as a team and they were 11-20 of 20 on their free throw percentage. That's not good enough. They also out-rebounded by the Hawkeyes, 44-32. to 32. At, uh, we also got Ohio State. They made the biggest drop of the week, 10 spots. Of course, they are 11 and 5. They lost four games in a row. Uh, and, and there were two, and then two of them were against top 25 teams. Two of them were not against, two of them were against non top 25 teams. Uh, they currently have a 1 and 3 record on the road, and they are 1 and 4 in the Big Ten. I believe they are spiraling. That's my opinion. And for the next uh, for the next few teams here, uh, th- uh, things pretty much remain the same for them. Either they uh, rose, they either they rose or dropped. You know, maybe just one or two spots at the most, or they stayed exactly where they were last week. Uh, we're gonna start off with number eight, Oregon. They only moved up a, a, a moved up one spot since last week. They are fourteen and three. We did mention that they've won three games in a row. Their last game was a win, seventy-eight to sixty-nine uh, versus Arizona State, and they are currently second in the Pac-12 with a three and one record. There, uh, we have number nine, Florida State. They've only moved up one spot as well. Uh, they currently have two wins in a row. Uh, one of them, uh, well, sorry, two wins in a row for them. At number twelve, we have uh, Louisville. Uh, they've only moved up two spots. Of course, they are 13 and 3. And uh, we have Auburn. They've only moved up a spot as well. Uh, we have Butler. They've only moved up a spot to number five. Uh, of course, Auburn is number four. And Dayton, they've um, Dayton and Villanova. Uh, Dayton has two losses, 14 and 2. Villanova is 12 and 3. They both they both moved up just two spots. Uh, as far as uh, Texas Tech and Memphis are concerned, uh, they have moved down two spots in the rankings. Uh, Kansas, uh, they made a drop as well. Not too bad. They are currently number three uh, they are currently 12 and three in the nation uh, they their last game was a 55 to 67 loss versus uh, number number two Baylor and uh, their point guard Devin Dotson is still dealing with a hip injury uh, his season averages are 18 points four and a half is 4.4 assists and 3.8 rebounds uh, however uh, in his last major game uh, which was Saturday versus Baylor he only got three points and three assists in about 28 minutes of action uh, the number seven team in the nation San Diego State they remain unchanged they are of course 17 and 0 and as far as the top three is concerned of course uh, Duke is at number three they are 15 and one. They have a nine-game winning streak. Uh, the last one was 90-51 to 51 versus Wake Forest. Uh, they only went one spot down, uh, but they are 4-0 on the road, including a win uh, at number 15, Michigan State, 87-75. to 75. Up next, we're going to talk a little bit about Baylor. They've won 12 games in a row, including uh, games versus number 6, Kansas, number 23, Texas Tech, and number 5, 
Butler. They are currently three on the three and zero on the road, and they are second in the Big Ten. And finally, of course, we have the number one squad here, Gonzaga, eighteen and one. Of course, we mentioned that they have ten wins in a row, and the last game was a, a victory. 87 to 62 at Loyola Marymount. Uh, let's talk about some top 25 scores. Uh, the last day for top 25 action was Sunday. I believe there's going to be some coming on tonight. Uh, but in this uh, in Sunday night, uh, Wichita State was able to get a W uh, against Connecticut. 89 to 86. Uh, 15 and 1 is their current record. We mentioned that Connecticut is 10 and 6. For Wichita State, they were led by safety Jamie uh, Shinike. He would have 19 points and 8 rebounds. Guard Eric Stevenson would have 16 points, 3 assists, and 6 rebounds. And guard Dexter Dennis would have 16 points and 7 rebounds coming off the bench. And guard Jamarius Burton would have 13 points, 3 assists, and 2 rebounds. For Connecticut, uh, guard Christian Batal led the way with 25 points and 5 rebounds. He actually led all scores in, this, in the points department. Uh, guard James Bonite would have 16 points and 6 rebounds and guard Al-Tariq Gilbert would have 14 points, 6 rebounds and 3 assists. Uh, for the team stats here, Wichita State will lead in the field goal department, uh, converting 42.7% of their field goals Connecticut uh, connected on just 38.2. Uh, as far as the 3 point shots are concerned, Wichita will go 6 of 19, Connecticut will go 5 of 19. Connecticut out rebounded the Shockers 48 to 46, but the Shockers would get 16 assists. Uh, however, they did turn the ball over 21 times. That might be why that score, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna say it out top, off the top. That is pretty much why that score was so close. You also got number 19 taking a number 19 Michigan taking another loss here uh, to Minnesota. Uh, 67 to 75 is the final score here. Of course, uh, we know Michigan's record already. Uh, Minnesota is now nine and seven. Uh, for the stats here, Michigan was led by guard Xavier Simpson. He would have 19 uh, 19 points, nine assists, and six rebounds. And guard Franz Wagner would have 17 points and four rebounds. For Minnesota, they were led by center Daniel Oturu. He would have uh, 30 points and seven rebounds. Actually, led all scores between uh, both teams, and also. Guard Marcus Carr would have 21 points, 12 assists, and four rebounds. Uh, in terms of team stats here, uh, Minnesota would lead both teams in terms of field goal percentage, 54.9%, almost 50, 55% uh, compared to Michigan's 45.9%. In terms of three-point shots, Michigan did lead there. They went 20, 10 to 28 compared to Minnesota's four of 16. But Minnesota would uh, actually out-rebound uh, Michigan 30 to 33. However, Michigan would lead in offensive rebounds 10 to 10 to six so they did have some uh some second chance opportunities but it didn't work uh michigan also would have eight turnovers i think that has a lot to do with it as well uh finally uh you got memphis getting it done against south florida 68 to 64 all right, y'all, I'm going to call it a wrap for today. My um, next episode, of course, we'll be going over just a little bit of college football. I uh, wanted to have a year, type of year in review um, segment. We kind of just go over my thoughts on the year and also uh, some some extra major news stories we might, uh, I might have missed going into the offseason. So, again, probably some uh, some more some more details on that. Derek, the Eric King transfer, also the new coaching hire over there at Washington State. I'll try to get that in there as well i mentioned it today uh and then also uh we're gonna have some uh conference championship previews for the nfl so we gotta go through that we're getting nearly into that season as well and of course we have our uh nba update i got my nba update waiting for you guys i'll be going over the, the most recent games and of course the most recent standings and of course we'll be talking some news there 
as it occurs and of course same thing with the world on the street so look out for that this week uh, though I'm gonna try to get out a couple more reviews for you guys I have some things in the works some surprises I have a compare and contrast that I wanted to do um, I'll, I'll save it. I want it to be a surprise. I just want to just fling it on you, see if you guys like it or not. Um, and then, um, yes, I have another review uh, that I'm working on. Uh, that one I'll tell you about The Irishman. I think I mentioned it a couple weeks beforehand. I haven't finished the movie. I plan on finishing that and having that review for you guys uh, ASAP. So I got I got some things I got to work on, uh, plus my day job. So I'll be busy, y'all. Um, if you're looking to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is eljbutler75 at gmail.com. Again, that is ljbutler75 at gmail.com. E-L-J-B-U-T-L-E-R uh, 75 at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook page and an Instagram page as well at L Jamal Johnny. That is E L J A M A H A D J A N I. Once again, that is L Jamal Johnny E L J A M A H A D J A N I. I also have a Facebook page for the show as well at Never Out of Bounds. I want to try to keep that updated. Uh, with as much uh, content as I can. Give me some time. I got all these these projects I got to work on. So forgive me. Uh, but I'm around. Again, if you want to look up, with, if you want to link up with me, let me know. Uh, hit up my phone. Or not my, my phone, but of course, I have the social media there as well. And are, if, you look in our, if you are looking to donate, I do have some uh, links to my uh, PayPal and Cash App as well. Uh, more so looking for the, 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 uh, the interactions though. I don't need the, I mean, again, the donations will help. But I do want some interactions as well. I want to see what you guys like. I want to see if you guys have any suggestions, uh, any any requests on what I, you might want me to talk about. Um, oh, and I am working on those state of the union state of the union addresses though for the Browns and the Dallas Cowboys. So look out for those as well. But again, if there's anything you might want to suggest that I talk about, if there's anything you want to hear somebody talk about that you haven't heard somebody speak on. Why not call up your boy? I'll do it. Um, I'll research it for you. I'll, I'll come up with my best educated answer. <laughs> Why not? Um, all right, y'all. I'm going to call it a wrap for today. Uh, if anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Peace out. One love. And I will holler at all y'all later.